0: Uh, just, uh, people just should appreciate people while they can and appreciate things while they can. That's really about
1: it. Yes, that is it. That's the... I can cut that part out and put it at the beginning, too. <laughs> <laughs> work. I think that's the work. only part that we need to have people hear. <laughs> like, they don't avoid, yeah. Don't
0: avoid that. <laughs> yeah, that's the synopsis.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: capsules or did you get powder
1: no i got capsules that's all that i
0: okay yeah
1: had access wormwood to
0: capsules yeah wormwood capsules is the truth yeah you, you can't if you drink that shit you'll never want to drink it again
1: okay
0: <laughs> it tastes terrible mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah no powder ready
0: yep
1: all right hey guys I'm here today again with Taylor Bud, who has a YouTube channel called Dow Lore. And you can find him on Instagram at the same name. And today we're gonna talk about death. In our last podcast episode that we did together, I feel like we talked about we talked about life. <laughs> like I in the way that I labeled it, I called it a day in the life in Kings Canyon. And so to get the other side of that, I wanted to talk about about death. And there was a quote from Taylor from one of his videos that I wanted to start out with. And it says, and it's very poetic. (laughs) It says, the more you remove the separation between somethingness and nothingness, the void in life itself, the more you embody yourself, God, um, yourself. And I feel like it's just an emphasized topic these days with the coronavirus. though death being in people's faces, fear being in people's faces. And the only way to not be um, sort of disturbed by something like that brings death like a virus or something like that is to um, be able to yeah, rise above the, the state of fear that this kind of thing like shoots into people. And it really takes you, and this kind of thing I feel like takes you all the way down to the core of life and death. Obviously, like people can be afraid. Okay, I don't want to, I don't want to catch this. I don't want to die. And it brings up those questions about like your loved ones if they were to get in and they were to be gone right away. And so I think it's just a beautiful time to talk about it and a good opportunity to see like in a time like this what it would feel like to bring bring like remove some of the separation between somethingness and nothingness in ourselves yeah
0: yeah I'm, for me i think that it's, a, it's such a funny thing when it comes to death man because like it's the idea of death that gotta has everybody terrified you know mm-hmm. it's not really you know eternal rest doesn't really terrify people, you know, like, that doesn't yeah. really, terr- you know, that it's just like the idea of, like, you know, first of all, when it comes to death, nobody really cares about, like, when or why, it, it's the way that you die, you know, the way that you die really sits with people, you know, if you die peacefully, people can accept it more, man, if you die tragically, then it, it, it really has everything to do with the way you die, but mm-hmm. if you really if you saw the process of death intimately, you know, somebody close to you dying, somebody in your immediate family or somebody that's really close to you, um, it's, it's different, like, it, it's death, so it's, it's different than the synchronicity of life, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not separate, you know, it's like, it's so perfect, like, you know, synchronicity might work up in, in, a, in, a, in a way in life to where certain connections are made or you, you appreciate something and you're like, wow, this all clicked
1: together the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. But when that happens for death, when that happens for death, most people
0: like are like distraught about that, like the yeah. perfection of death. Like every time I've been close to death, it was like, wow, this is so perfect. This is so unavoidable. And like, uh-huh. it's perfect. And it's perfect in a death way. You know, it's not it's not the way that you necessarily would want things to be perfect, but, like, it, it's unceasing, you know, between life and death, and so, like, it, it's really, you know, the ideas of death that keep people behaving the way they behave, and, like, if you feel like, I'm not here for a long time, I'm here for a good time, or whatever, you know, yeah. then, you know, that has everything to do with your concept or your viewpoint of death, like,
1: yes, it does. the
0: way that you live, yeah the way that you live really shows the way that you are viewing death or handling death. So, um, I just feel like people, when it comes to death, like the part that hurts the most is expecting the person to be there. And the concept of what was supposed to happen, like letting all that die too. Uh Like when the, when the death is there, it's so final. And, And so like, this is it. This is, you have to face this reality. Like, that part of it, you know, if you can face it, then you can begin healing or whatever, but a lot of people get caught up in, like, if this would have happened or if I would have did this, then maybe death would have went this way, but then it's just, like, that's, you know, that's the area of you, of death that will, that will really eat you alive, you know, like, just thinking about what could have been or what would have been and and instead of just appreciating what, what you did get and, um... Death is just, it's one of them things that makes you appreciate like nothing else, to me. Yes, that, know, yeah,
1: like, that's why I wanted nothing,
0: to talk about have, it. Yeah, things have happened in my life that I can appreciate that didn't involve, you know, literal flatlining death. But, you know, it was all some kind of death in some way or another. Every time that I've ever experienced, like, true, like, inner, inner joy or inner, like, contentment. Then it, some sort of death or shedding has happened, and yeah. like whether it's in, internal or external. So yeah, I, I think it's nothing makes you appreciate life more than death. Kind of a crazy paradox, but it makes sense the more you uh, witness death. Yeah, it's, uh, um,
1: this might sound sort of. It doesn't really matter how it sounds, but I remember when Nipsey Hustle died, even though I don't know him at all, obviously, I was in this really remote place in Mexico, like truly ju- just pretty much alone. And and I remember feeling like I could sense, not in some weird like he was there, but like I could sense his his energy just like go into the universe and like become everything and like even the sun a little. And there was just like a, yeah, uh, there was a perfection to it. And then you go back to how people look at death and things like that. And you just see like floods of emojis and, and, uh, and sad people. And it does, I'm not trying to invalidate any of the sadness that comes with death. Obviously that's ridiculous for people that, that knew people that have died, but, um, it was just an interesting experience and, I feel like, yeah, which I totally relate to the whole idea that there's the the duality of the experience of when you've experienced true joy, there's also some sort of death with it, and I feel like it's a very common thing when people talk about their internal processes, I think, to say something like, something inside you is dying, like a part of you is dying to... So, yeah, shedding, like you might say. And I feel like we have such a fear of death as a concept overall that our shedding process is, like, horrible, and it doesn't have to be horrible at all. Like, yeah, I'm not... It's kinda yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah.
0: Go ahead. No, it's kind of like,
1: it's kinda like you, you know, you have, like, this perfect
0: template, and then you take on this baggage of, uh, grief and what could have been and what should have been and, and all this, uh, reflection instead of living in a moment. And it basically, it creates like, um, you know, if you look at this, like, if you look at it, like your body's like a template and then you carry a bunch of baggage and then the template gets thrown off. Like the, the cookie cutter is now like being bent and stretched in different ways. And like, you know, the more that you don't shed, then the more that you respawn from a broken template. Like, because whether you eat trash or whether you eat, you know, uh, chronically, mm-hmm. you're gonna, your body is still regenerating from a template. You know, emotionally, physically, always is constantly regenerating from a template. And like, the more that you're carrying this baggage, it's, it's creating like a wobble in the template. It's like the template's just breaking down. Because you're just trying to carry on, you know, bring that old stuff through, and it's yeah never fully shed. Like you just like you were saying, you never fully shed.
1: Yeah i I was reading something today. I was reading it to my friend that, you know, Krishnamurti. No, he's just some. He's an Indian guy that that does lots of critical thinking. But he, he sort of just talks about separate subjects, like he'll have a chapter in his book, you know, on love, on death, on fear, whatever. And the way he describes love is, par- I'm just really, like, paraphrasing this a ton, but love as the unknown, and in the other chapter he also talks about death as the unknown, and there's a really important interplay to, like, Krishnamurti will go through, in, and the way that he would define love is he goes through all the things that are not love. And he says, like, thought is not love. And um, it, just bring, it just brings up the idea very strongly that, like, love doesn't really have a reference. It, it has, it's not a void in the same way that death is. But I feel like our fear, of, our fear of death or our lack of just, like, I don't know, our resistance to death, our fear of death makes it also very hard for us to step into love. Like, it's, we're carrying around so many thoughts and concepts. I mean, it's all, it's all obvious, but it's still just really interesting. Like, when I observe other people and myself not like be being afraid of death and seeing how that that by definition sort of keeps them from living in the moment and living present and they're you're killing yourself like there's some other quote that I that I um that I read or heard someone say that was the person that doesn't fear death um doesn't experience death in their life they just when death comes, it's just like a change of perspective. And why why I said that was if yeah, we if we're, if we're yeah. good, sorry, go ahead. No,
0: it's like what I was doing he was saying mm-hmm. if you had a you know, if you completed a full day and you've used all the energy in a in a complementary way that you'll you'll meet sleep the same way you would meet death if you had a complete life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't really feel like you can you know that's like the duality thing, you know, like once you start separating death from life and thought from emotion and things like that, like I really don't feel like there's any, you know, you can't really separate love and hate. I don't really feel like you can separate these things. I mean, at some level, you know, I guess if you want to, you, you can, but <laughs> at the same at the time, I just feel like it's all it's all an extension of, of, of love or selfless giving, whatever you want to call it, if you can define that thing. Um, it's, it's the more you separate death from life and not look at it like a complete process. It's going to... Mm -hmm. you just be more separate and you're just more separate in your being, you know, it's like, it's kind of just like a lot of people just spoiled, you know, or a lot of people just spoiled, man. They just expect things, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, your grandma dies or somebody dies, you know, suddenly. And you just like, man, like why me, you know, Mm -hmm. how did this happen to me? And, and it's, it's a lot of people going through a lot of things, you know, so it's, it's not, you can't really take it personal. You just, only thing that that benefits the situation is, is just being, you know, appreciative and uh, and seeing and just and investigating the perfection of things, you know, the cause and effect of things that brought about the event, and then what what can that do? How can you apply that to your life? You know, uh, if if that's the thing, yeah. Like if you're if you're afraid to live, you're afraid to die. So just go. Ahead yes, and, exactly. Uh,
1: that's like yeah, the root of it if you're afraid to die you're afraid to live yeah Yeah.
0: you can't you can't really separate them because they're they're not two different things in a lot of ways like i mean life is animated death you can look at it like that like life itself is animated death the process of dying it's the process of dying and you could also look at you know life. so you know every breath brings you closer to the source literally you're dying uh-huh. You know, or like, you know, where you, you know, get, get closer to your
1: center. Yeah, and the whole, like, so when you're acting from darkness. No, I mean, I don't even know how to... I wanted to talk to you about this in an early episode, but I did not know how to verbalize it. The whole concept of when you're truly in yourself, in your complete presentness, you are like the darkness. There's no... I don't know how to even put it. It's just like this... Um, it's the opposite feeling of, like, you know, how you described, like, you're taking in so much light, and you take in too much light, and it's not processed. It's like you feel... uh, I don't, I don't even know how to put it. It's just, like, the most alert state ever of being in darkness. But I don't mean in any, like, dark way. I, I wish I could...
0: I mean, it's kind of like the way fire clings to its fuel, which is darkness, you know, kind of the way, you know, it's clinging to it, you know, it's clinging to its source of, of energy. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like the law of attraction thing as well, where you like, you know, the more you force things and the more you, you don't, you don't see any of the fru- anything going into fruition because you're focusing on a lack. I mean, you could look at death as, as law of attraction. know I mean, you're just steadily investing in. Like the, like the song you sent me, like the, the art of dying. It's mm-hmm. like every time you make a purchase or something or, you know, do things emotionally that might hurt you or be good for you, you're investing in the way you're dying. Because life is animated death. So you're pretty mm-hmm. much, you're investing and you the law of attraction, you know? It's like, if you're in touch with that awareness, that ineffable part of you, then I would have to assume that, as the writing on the wall gets closer and closer as far as death is concerned, like you probably, you probably, you know, if you're in touch with, you know, that, that awareness, I feel like you probably uh feel a oneness and like an acceptance with the death. Itself. Yeah.
1: That's
0: right. I did this. I signed up for this. This is the way
1: that yeah, set exactly. this whole thing up. You know what I mean? hmm Yeah. I like the, like the ineffable part of you, and that life is animated death. Like they, they both help sort of bring in that concept of combining life and death. Um, not combining them, but seeing that they're they're all one whole. And Yeah,
0: because I mean, you could look you could look at it like, in the light in, in this state, in this animated death state, you know, we're actually dead, and when we die, we'll we'll be we'll be alive again or when we dream we're alive
1: yeah
0: and this is actually this is actually what being dead is and uh-huh. like there's so many ways to look at it that you, i don't know how you can separate it because it's kind of like who's to say what's right or wrong because you can't prove that this is right and you can't prove it is wrong either i know <laughs> that so a lot of people will, will you know get on you for like well you can't prove that that dream was your past life or your actual life and that this is this dense <laughs> slow dream
1: where you're actually dead mm-hmm.
0: but you can't prove that it's not true either <laughs> so and like it's, it's so you know that's kind of the toughest part about, about like i guess the metaphysical or the death thing you know when it's like we're talking about yeah like the ineffable side or the, the sh- you know the shadows and stuff so it's it's difficult to convey you know it, it really is something that i think people got to experience and Sometimes I feel bad for people, man, that don't have never experienced death. I'd be like, wow, life is going to hit you so hard at some point. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: you know, and I don't, I don't mean that to be like, I really kind of like genuinely feel bad for people. Sometimes I'd be like, man, like you made it this long. You still have grandparents and stuff like that. Like you should really be appreciating them every second because yo, life is about to smack the shit out of you. Like, (laughs) yes, you know, and like, you know what I mean? And I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people are ungrateful, but, I think that's what you have to be if you never experienced it. Like, it just comes with that territory. Like, I don't even know what could give you the contrast to where you can somehow now be grateful. Like, like death, nothing has made me more poignant and pay more attention to my life than death. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And you see, like, you know, when you reflect on things after death, you're like, wow. I was being so ungrateful here. I was exactly. Not it has everything
1: really. to do with the gratefulness of life. Like yeah. the feeling of, yeah, it's a really beautiful, like combination, the treating people that are alive with you precious, as precious, but also letting them go. Like, it's,
0: yeah, it's so spoiled. Like, I want you to be here the way I want you to be here. And yeah. it's like, man, they they, li- they lived out their experience. Like, what? who are you to you know, like, it, this is perfect for their life, you know, so, you gotta accept this, you know what I mean, and it, it's just a deep, spoiled behavior, you know what I mean, and that usually happens, though, that kind of spoiled behavior, with the immediate family or close relatives, because, like, they can, they kind of bring you back to that infancy, so, like, when they die, you kind of go back, and you kind of, like, you know, dwell on it more, and, you, you know, I could have did this or would have did this. It's harder to just write it off, you know, like, I've had some close friends die, you know, few kids I grew up with, you mm-hmm. know, they died throughout my, my progression in life and like, it sucked, you know what I mean? Especially at the time, it, it sucked and, it, but it didn't, it didn't hit me like, the people that knew me in my early, early stages of development and I feel like, since they knew me then, the death brought me back then to that place. So, mm-hmm. it was like, all of those parts of me was like mourning. Whereas, like if I meet somebody in my adult life, like uh-huh. only the part, only the parts of me that can mourn is like the parts that have from when I met you till you know when you uh-huh. die. Like it's not, yeah, it's a little, it's not as deep, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Do you have anything else to say about yeah, like the younger parts of you mourning?
0: It's like trying to make a baby stop crying if, if you yeah. if somebody, you know if somebody has known you since before you knew yourself mm-hmm. then it, it's like making a baby stop cry mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's, it's it's like it's one of the most difficult things to do I think you know you kind of that, that's again like law of attraction and kind of let it happen and slowly you know let the baby get it out let it you know go to sleep and then wake up and then go through its processes because it's kind of like there's nothing you can force. You know, you can't just smack a baby and, like, stop crying. <laughs> exactly. But the but people that drink alcohol and stuff like that in mourning is basically smacking babies. Yes. So, like, you know, it's like you're just smacking the infant and in you. And it's just it's never going to stop crying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about, I mean, this is a diff- different angle, but, like, people who have their children die, or, you know, like, out of the natural... Progression of things. Have you known someone, yeah. yeah, that like the idea of having your child die is one of those things that, like, to look for the perfection in everything obviously is extra hard, no matter what kind of death, if it's someone that you love. But there's something just like quite horrible about yeah. a child. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it close with an only child, too. It makes it, you know, it really. It really shatters the parents in a lot of ways, but in other ways, like, I saw, like, when my cousin, he got killed, he, he, um, he was an only child, and, you know, he died, he was, he was not even, he was about to turn 23, and, you know, his mom was, uh, she was, you know, she had a Goliath in her life, you know, as far as, like, drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And you know kind of the same thing with the dad but he kind of teetered off to just alcohol and then like once the kid died my cousin mm-hmm. once he died like she completely like cold turkey quit everything and then like he cut down on everything because she quit and I'm just like wow it's just you know it, I don't, it's crazy like if you guys would have just quit before maybe he'd still be alive but I guess it's just the way the energy supposed to flow like you know, it, and there's so many synchronicities in that death that kind of, like, the, one of the toughest things for me to write off because it's, like, ah, perfect, but in a death way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to make sense of it and, like, is this right or wrong or whatever, but I think that that's kind of the journey that he signed up for. You know, the way he lived his life is the way he died. And mm-hmm. I think that... Um, sometimes in a lot of ways, you know, when people die, you kind of be like, man, it's probably the way they wanted to go, you know, in, 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 in some sense, you know, you know, depending on their, their stage of growth, it might have been true, you know, that they wanted to go these ways instead of going another way, and, you know, living out to 100 years and, you know, going through whatever challenges come with that, you know, it's kind of like. You know, as far as making sense of it, you just kind of got to watch the energy of things. Like, you know, it, it destroys people in a lot of ways, but sometimes it wakes people up. You know, like death is a funny thing, man. It hits people differently. Some people really get hit differently than other people. And I don't, I don't know what to make of it in a sense, because, like, yeah, I've seen a few people die before their fathers. hmm And... It's just destruction of the father, you know what I mean? Or the mother, too, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like, I, yeah, for some reason the moms have t- I've seen have taken it better. But it's, it just seems like, you know.
1: Yeah, a how big, does your heart recover big, from
0: that? Yeah, a big sense of, like, why me?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, for a lot of them, you know what I mean?
1: So what do you say to that idea of why me? Just in general, I mean, a lot of people
0: are really like subconsciously jealous of the dead person. Mm-hmm. a lot of people will say like, you know why me take me guys? why would you take them take me uh-huh. kind of like a je- deep jealous kind of a deep jealousy and um you know just uh somewhere you weren't paying attention somewhere. You know, you're not paying attention to the sign.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you yeah. didn't appreciate something at some point. And then this thing happened. And now you can't get over it because you didn't take advantage of your chances to appreciate, you know. Because yeah. there's no, you know, you can't really, you can't live with that expectation, you know. If somebody dies at 15, you know, you kind of got to like, Really, that's why you just got to live every day, you know, because it happens. People die, you know, young and they're going to continually die young. It's going to happen. People's going to fill that gap in the possibilities of life. You know, it's going to always be someone dying when they're supposedly not supposed to be dying. So since it's been happening and continues to happen, it's some kind of example that just has to be here. It's some type of energy living itself out and experiencing itself in that way and, you know, is there for other viewers or however you want to look at it to experience that that energy, you know, and, and go through that for whatever growth. Because you know, like a lot, like a lot of people in this life don't have presence in this life. So <laughs> you never know. You know, they don't have presence in this life. You know what I mean? So yes. <laughs> It's like they, 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 they might be going through some type of energy processes that. Are really a part of their overall growth, you know, you might see this person as a father, a businessman, whatever, his son dies, you know, like, his presence might not have really been there, you know, but he might just be a piece of that archetype of that person, you know what I mean, like, say if you get, say if there's, like, one archetype, and he got split into, like, five different dreams, and in one dream, you know, a son dies, another dream, you know, he lives to be old, has great-grandkids, and all that type of stuff, like, Mm-hmm. Kind of like all, all of the energies and all the possibilities are processing themselves, and like it's kind of like what has to happen in order for a person to, or for a being to, to fully, you know, uh, get their fill of this life thing, this human life thing. Like I think you have to feel all the feelings before you can truly like let go of the human thing. Mm-hmm. Like all of them, you know, all the disgusting ones, and then all, even though those are not really feelings, and those are diseases. That's I feel like still, like you know, anger and stuff. You have to feel it to know, you know, what not to do, and then you have to feel gratitude. You know, what I mean, you have to feel those things in order to evolve. Because like, if you only felt one thing, or you know, if there be no contrast, and it's really there's no form, and then there's no separation, and then there's no being only just non-being and conceptualization
1: yeah that's true when you were saying talking about that it brought up these two different concepts that i'd heard you talk about in my mind like one of them was the idea that like there's not really that many people i I mean you'll know what i mean and maybe you can clarify that that there's not that many people on earth like like (laughs) individual like there's a bunch of so like spread out like diluted versions of us. And then also the concept. This is separate, but I was I'm sort of interested about how to think about them together. The idea that we have like an individual energy, like a like a signature, like our own frequency or something that that when we get to the point where we're really in touch with ourselves, like we're, we're in touch with our signature signature frequency, and I know those might seem very, like, very separate ideas, that they just both came out to me, because one makes me feel, like, very individualized, and one makes me feel, like, part of this hazy, hazy dilution. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're giving me different vibes.
0: Yeah, you know...
1: But maybe you could like to just back, talk about either to help me
0: understand guess, yeah, the, 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 the initial point being that there's not really many people. I guess you could look at it like if there was only like a few hundred people and then it was just like, I don't know, billions of cars. And it was just only like, you know, and so many cars were just in the way. You had to drive a bunch of different ways to get around them because they weren't really moving, <laughs> you know, at least not at your pace. Yeah kind of how you got to look at it like you know like they're all they're they're vehicles and they like should be treated with respect you know you don't just bang into them but like (laughs) they're not really they're not yeah they're not really here you know Mm -hmm. and like it's probably um some fragment of you somewhere that's not really there wherever it is and it it's just that whole balancing act there where you know i mean Every part of the whole is the whole. I't gonna be wrong, yeah. you know it's just that it's a different ratio, I guess, of being dormant and being active in your consciousness, I guess, and so,
1: yeah, like um, it's rare to envision in your mind someone who represents having almost no dormant consciousness like it's sort of it's funny talking to you where I've heard you speak quite a lot, but I remember in some video once again, maybe you can pull this together. That you were talking about, maybe that you would meet some—was it like a Capricorn woman from somewhere? Does that ring a bell? I yeah, know
0: what you're talking about. Yeah, you
1: know. Um, yeah, what I was what I was a... saying is it, it it engendered the idea in my in my mind of someone who was very all there. <laughs> you know what Capricorn? I mean. No, no, not Capricorn in particular. Just the. The idea um, of meeting someone that's all there, um, but do you know what I was? You could say something if you could help that have that make any sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a it's a wild thing. I feel like when you really run into an individual, it's kind of the thing You treat them like you treat yourself, you know, if you're an individual. So you don't wanna you don't wanna capture them or nothing like that because you don't want to be captured. So it's kind of like you just gotta experience them because you're if you own them, you wouldn't like them. They wouldn't be who they are. They'd be compromised. So,
1: Uh
0: you kind of just got to respect that anybody, you know, when you're in that signature frequency or whatever you want to call it, then you run into somebody else that is in there. It's kind of like, you know, uh, look but don't touch kind of thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I really like, yeah.
0: It's really entropy in a lot of ways. Like, because, only way that you can kind of meet somebody like that is if you're in a space where you guys both balance that area. And whether it be like because you guys are the same but exactly opposite or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like there's going to be some type of entropy there where you're like, oh, this is this is this transiting version of me.
1: Yeah.
0: They feel the same, they feel the same way about you. And then. It's kind of just like wow, we we can't even hold on if we want to, and yeah, you know, it may, kind of makes the moment even more uh, precious. But yeah, I, I think that you know, it, it's just it's just simply entropy. Like when you really run into those things, because you kind of can't, you know, you you, you you for the cold to exist, you need the hot or whatever, and you don't you don't want to make them hot. Cause then you lose your heat and then you don't become who you are. And then they are, you know, since you gave them something, they shifted. Now you're two different things. You're living in the concept of things. So it's like
1: Mm -hmm. just,
0: you know, just being intent with just observing and enjoying what you can enjoy and and learning and stuff like that. I think that that's kind of all you can really do when it comes to uh, other individuals, because it's really not many, you know, so you kind of got to appreciate them. And then, yeah, just let them go like you would want to be let go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. What Do you have something else to explain about what an energy signature is?
0: Probably the breast for a minute, you know? Really going to boil down to the breath for a minute, like as you slow that, that breath for a minute and reduce it and you just gradually reduce it over the years. And then you have your periods of like where you're doing more breath work or where you're not doing things to obstruct the breath and you're being creative. So that your breath is clear. So you're staying at that signature because so much is flowing through you that you don't want to obstruct it with mm-hmm. things. And so that's kind of like the either way, you know, you can do your sessions or you can just stay continually creative and, um, that's, that's kind of like it's kind of like you know your your way of uh, staying at the signature frequency like certain things like we're making music I don't know you can listen to it in people's music you know when they change their diets and stuff like you can listen to it when they mm-hmm. when they're on drugs and when they're not on drugs mm-hmm. like it's it's a wild thing like it's just why it's a wild thing to look at it because and it's not it's all about your value system i guess with the creation you know like to me eminem before he stopped doing drugs his music was all right you know he was that drug addict guy that made that music you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then i mean that probably wasn't his true self but <laughs> the music itself was more selfless it wasn't
1: yeah i know
0: forced. He's, yeah. Not, he's not trying as hard yeah and then, and then, so, it's like when you think, when, when music, you know, when people try, it just, just hurts to hear it. And I think that, uh, you know, if you, if you make music, in general, especially in, vocal music. In
1: general, when people try, huh? it
0: hurts to hear it. But. Yeah. It, it, you know, when people are so hopeful like that, it's just like, oh, man, your heart is about to get broken. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like uh, when you're doing things vocally... Um, for me, if I'm doing things, making music, or if I'm, you know, doing a video or an interview or something like, if there's certain obstructions, it would, you know, you're not going to get the, you're just going to get a version of me. And so like, I can hear it in my own voice at this point, like where I'm like, okay, that's, that's the true voice there. Everything else is the conditioned voice
1: yeah, it's much more about a feeling. I get what you mean, the energy signature, like it's yeah, I, I get what that what that feels like or would feel like a deep sense of it. But I guess what I meant when I said the thing about trying wasn't the idea of someone's trying in a hopeful way and they're about to get their heart broke because I don't that doesn't make me feel bad. I meant more just the whole <laughs> trying is dying thing. The forcedness. Yeah. Like, the hopefulness isn't necessarily forced like that. It's it's more natural. Yeah, I guess
0: it's not not willful intent there. Just to be hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I guess it's like you're willfully intending on hoping, but it's not like you're doing any application of will to bring about the circumstance that you desire. Yeah. That's that trying shit. Yeah, that is dying.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It reminds me. I'm jump, jumping around, but so be it. the The idea that like belief belief is death, like in contrast to knowing. And when you don't know, you try. And yeah, it's just yeah. If if we in your if you're really in your energy signature, you're just. I don't know, it's just authentic, and it has that quality, like you were saying, of not, you're not really, like, touching, like, reaching, grasping, taking from other things.
0: Yeah, it just flows from the core of your being.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, everything's sort of comfortable, including death at that point, like, not not comfortable, just, like, it's all part, part of you at that point. You're not really afraid. But, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, uh, fear just makes you hesitate, and then that makes your
1: worst fears come true. <laughs> uh, it's, that's too true, it's just, yeah. I feel like I, yeah, it's like the definition of why the, the adrenal fatigue of people and of society and everything. Just the perpetuation of of fear and creating more things that make people afraid. It's just
0: yeah, creating more fearful people. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, you know, like, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like hateful people get with other hateful people and they make hater kids. It's the same thing. You got two scared people that scared <laughs> of everything in life. They're gonna have some scary ass kids. <laughs> You know? Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Handing
1: the torch down of a a fear. Yeah. That's how it goes. So, jumping a bit, obviously our civilization is full of concepts of what happens when you die, whether it's major religions or... um, spiritual ideas are there i don't even know where to start on this topic but i feel like there's something just inherently not useful about having i don't know i'm i don't want to reject like the idea of having a concept of quote unquote where people go after we die but it's just we're inundated with like every single belief system and every religion has its own version like whether you're going to live with your spouse on a new planet or you're going to go into heaven or whatever it's crazy like the where where do all these things come from in terms of people being sure that they believe this thing about death which to me it I, I've never been in a position where any story like that has made me feel comfortable with death. Like, the whole the feeling death to really be just part of life and part of the void, like, feels the best to me. I don't understand the, the concepts yeah, about kind of like I, like, I mean,
0: it's kind of like life. Like, if, if you keep living, then you keep getting presented with new challenges and, um, you know, new experiences. And... If you're not living, then you'll die, and then those are the same. It's like you get—it's like another challenge, another experience. You know, it's kind of just like the idea of knowing is yeah. You just want that certainty. You know, people want to—it's like a big lust of certainty.
1: Yeah.
0: I and mean, that's why people kill themselves, you know, because it's the lust of certainty. They just—I like want to know. You know, what I mean, I know if I drink and smoke, I won't live past seventy-five. I just know it. I do this, if I live like this, then I won't, you know what I mean? Then I, then my life is apportioned in this way and my energy is this way. So it's like this idea of knowing is what keeps you ignorant. <laughs>
1: and,
0: yeah. And, you know, just destroy, it destroys your energy and everything. And, like, it's just wild. Like, yeah, like people will do whatever mental gymnastics they got to do to have some type of comfort in it. And, like, I don't think, I think if you knew it, then you couldn't enjoy the experience. You know, death happens. And you'd be like, "Oh man, I've been here before." Like you know, what I mean, it just to be like, <laughs> "Exactly." You wouldn't even appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like it just—it's got to be some kind of difference for for life to perpetuate or death. Life—you got to perpetuate itself. So some kind of difference has to happen. Some type of change.
1: But I'm glad In you transition. brought it back to that—the um, lust for certainty thing. Like that is why people commit suicide, whether abruptly or gradually or constantly, Um, it's just, yeah, it's the opposite state of the present state of being, where you're fully animated, you know, like, versus, um, fully (laughs) struggling like hell, like what was, yeah, where you, it's just, it's hell at that point, obviously. Life is hell when you're um, that set on finding an answer that you drive driven to that much pain. I don't know what to say about that, but I'm I'm just super interested, definitely, in the topic <laughs> of people not not committing suicide and on any level. Like that's why this this topic of being in in a healthy relationship with death is like, so crucial, crucial to me, I feel like the only reason that we do so many, yeah, just like I said at the beginning, the only reason we kill ourselves is because we're afraid of death at a certain level.
0: Yeah, that's it, like, if you feel like you can take, you're you're taking control of it, then, you know, you feel like you've mastered your fate, but in, like, a retarded way. In a what way? In a retarded way. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, well, if I do this, my odds of living past this age, and usually life is going to disappoint you because you've expected. So as soon as you start investing that expectation energy, you get upset. Seems like that's what what life is, you know what I mean? As soon as you start expecting, it's going to get withheld. So, so yeah, I think... That's uh,
1: cruel. (laughs)
0: A funny
1: process, man. I mean,
0: it's like a funny dance. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but it it once that what you said there a bit reminded me of, like the idea of, if you're if you're not forcing things in life and you really know that life comes to you, it's that whole concept is integrated with death coming to you too. Like you don't have to think of it as this separate. You know, like when I'm, when is death gonna hit me? You know, like it's yeah, like the same way.
0: See, people being ungrateful when challenges come their way and and, and hardships and stuff, they're not using those things. They're not looking at those things like this is here to make me better. It's an opportunity to make me better. You know, failures are opportunities. All these things are opportunities. So you're not looking if you're looking at those things like it's just struggle and strife, and it's just because for whatever reason, you know, because. Uh, you woe with me and everything, then there's no way that you can be grateful for something like death. You know, if you live your life fully or whatever and you take on the challenges or whatever, I, you know, by by that time that death comes, you're like, yeah, I'll take this challenge on. You know, I, I, I'll maintain myself through this process. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just coming with, this, you know, the territory of being like, well, every hardship is an opportunity. You know, so death is an opportunity for me to, evolve in some way that i don't even know because you're constantly getting the different steps of evolution you know what i mean but most people get caught up in you know i don't want to say lower but initial stages of evolution because like they look at things like adversity or things that are against them but mm-hmm. th- th- these are the things that make you better so they're actually with you
1: yeah
0: you know that they're, they're actually there you kind of got to look at your enemy or whoever these, you know, these people are as, or these things, these structures, as something that is designed to make you better. And that you put you there to to get better through this experience. But you look at it another way, you're just going to continually miss those experiences and miss all the steps. Yeah. And then when death happens, then death is going to come all swift and shit. And you're going to be like, well, I wasn't ready, but yeah, you weren't paying attention. It's like, you know, all semester you just was, not paying attention, and yeah, we got finals now, like, it's kind of, like, like that, like,
1: yeah, it's, it's crazy what a, what a play it is, like, I just, yeah, I, what was I gonna say, I think that, what was it, oh, yeah, the concept of, like, great, it's obvious, like, gratefulness, a lot of people have that logical concept of everything comes to me to make me better everything's for my growth everything's for my higher purpose but that doesn't necessarily come along with the actual gratitude for the things that are in your life now like it's like being at the at the edge of that concept
0: yeah they're not greeting those things they acknowledge it but don't they're not greeting it with the 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 correct energy or whatever you want to call it (laughs) It's like, oh, I know this is here to make me better, but fuck this shit. You know what I mean? like
1: <laughs> exactly. Like I'm gonna struggle it. through this. It's gonna make me so strong.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but that's it. You know, people have been taught that hard work, you know, and hard is, is right. You know, and God not is hard, that it's...
1: so ingrained? It's incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know when everything is in order and peaceful, you know, per- typically. A person is just going to create the chaos at that point, you know? Well, I guess that's the only thing that's left once everything's in order is chaos and endangerment. <laughs> just like the natural chain of course, like, once everything's in order, it's going to, it's starting to get out of order now.
1: What? You, and, you think that's inherent in the universe?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think they're like, okay, now it's completely in order, everything's completely in order. And then... It gets out of order so that you can rearrange it in a different way. And then you appreciate that arrangement. But as soon as it's here, it's already starting to leave. And then you get that different order that you got to rearrange. And like, it's, it's feng shui. You know what I mean? Really, in a lot of ways, parts of the energy, like, it seems to be like life is constantly moving things around, like moving the furniture around of, of the world. And, um, uh, I think it's the same thing, like, uh, with processes in life as well. You know what I mean? Like, you just, wherever your focus is, you know, if you're focusing on like some uh, OCD stuff and you're constantly doing that, focusing that way, and then, you know, in other ways you you lack focus, and it's just, every time you get to that point of like everything is complete, then of course the challenge that is needed at this point for you to get past this is for you to be okay with dirtiness, so that you can... You know, rebuild and make something even better, and then you get another. It's like new level, new devil type thing. Like, kind of, you know, you don't, you don't really, you don't really want to go back to first grade math. You know, once you get, up, you know, once you're in like a higher level math, you're like, man, I, I don't want to, I want to do, you know, plus and minus. Like, just not, just not challenging enough. Like Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that it's kind of just inherent in the system. It's not like you gotta like. You know, be like uh, worried or whatever. I think you shouldn't worry because you know it's happening. <laughs> <I> exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, like okay, everything's in order. I got my car. I got my house. I got my spouse, and then you have a kid, and everything gets out of order. You know what I mean? And but it's like this mad, this learning process throughout that process, and then you get things back in order, maybe, and then they have a kid, and then everything's out of order. You know, who knows? You know what I mean? But that's, it seems like that's how life goes. Like You know, you get everything in order, and then it's almost like a credit system where you're like, how far away from this order can we get?
1: Yeah, I i you guess know? I, yeah, I'm convinced now. I, I think that there's just, yeah, it just makes me remember there's a huge difference between when you're afraid of all the moving parts around you and when you just see that as the way the way of things where that's not really scary, um, that is just how it's always been, like, that's how it is, it's not like you're having to be afraid of, oh no, it's all gonna fall apart on me, it's like, that's how, how it, it's gonna happen, is. yeah,
0: like, it's gonna fall apart, you know, but, it, it doesn't have to you, be hurt so or be it, bad, it, yeah,
1: I mean, it probably yeah. might, but, <laughs> yeah, it
0: depends, you know, it depends on how you greet things, but, yeah, um, it really is a a process of that, you know what I mean? It's, it's the only way that we can really challenge ourselves as beings to, like, you know, you, you complete the Rubik's Cube, then you just, like, break it, spin it all into different colors again.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you know. We've got some awesome, crazy Rubik's Cubes going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, that's how life seems to be blossoming, too. Like I was saying, like, you feel... You feel shame and then you feel pride or you feel pride and then you feel shame. It's just like the inhale and the exhale of that signature level of energy. And it's kind of like our life is just constantly folding the pages. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just constant like that, you know, where Yeah. it's all, you know, you're breathing, you get your inhale, you assimilate, and then you exhale. It's kind of the same thing where you're just like, you take on the energy, go through your experience. You run out of energy, then you have to get more energy, <laughs> and it's always that point between breaths that's like your reflection point, you know. And the more that you appreciate breathing, the more that space is between breaths. You know, yeah, it's more calm it is, you know. It's more yeah. Calm, the more the you know
1: darkness mean? in the way that I was trying to describe it is like really present with you. Like, do you know what I'm? What I mean? It's just yeah, the presence.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's all it is. It's all about the presence, man. Like, it's just, you know, it's just how, how calm are you going to be? Like, because if you get, a lot of people don't think anybody, I think everybody experiences the presence in their lifetime, but it's like, in what position were you to receive at that point? You know, some people just not, and their body, just not in position to receive, like, in a steady way. So they get the presence. And then they just burn it out and then they go crazy and have a small period of success. And then they, you know, then they be like, oh man, what happened? What went away? <laughs> you, just, you know, just not harnessing and like housing the presence, you know, and, and you just can't appreciate it that way, you know? And it's kind of like the life and death thing, like when it comes and goes, like, you know, when, when you get, when you are creative or whatever and you have those periods of like, where you can't put the pen down or whatever it is you do, mhm. It's, like, it's, like, total, it's, like, it's, like, the possession you do want, you know? It's, like, yes. it's a different, it's a different, you know, it's, like, to have that presence there, it's almost, like, one of them things, like, where it became, like, my biggest drug in a lot of ways, I was, like, man, like, I just want to feel the way it feels to channel without thinking.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And just give myself like that, you know? And yeah. I I just feel like, you know, that's. That you know, just you know, with with creation, that's how the creator experiences itself. So that's the only way that you can really experience the creator through creating. So it's like it's it's really like to me the, the greatest feeling, you know. Even if it's just a small note or a memo or something like that, it's something that like has come in waves in my life to where I'll be like, okay, I got it now. Uh-huh. I know this shit now, and I'll never come down off this plate. Uh-huh. But then, you know, it's like the next level of challenges. It's like, now, nah, like, you just reached that peak point of alignment.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And now you kind of got to go, you got to go through this next valley and peak. And, like, you got to manage it better to where you can stretch it and experience it. You know, it's, it's dope, man. I really, it's dope, man. Life is dope. It's, yeah. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, it is a dope situation, but um, I know a lot of people are in, are in traumatized states or you know dire states where they can't, they don't have that that moment to breathe. But you know, I, I think it always balances out at some point, man. If you if you don't have the time to you know immerse yourself in tranquility and stuff like you probably have other energies and other powers that are balancing it out that you can, you know, parlay your way into a healthier life gradually. It's just, just, you know, a lot of people uh, get caught up in, in what's against them and then not what's going for them. And with the different value systems, the material value system, it's kind of, you're always going to overlook certain things because, it's just not in alignment with the with the true value system, really.
1: Could you say something more about the true volume, value system?
0: Like selfless giving being, like, the truest value, it seems. Like you to, say
1: that so casually. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I like guess what it seems like, you know, like, you know, the purest form of giving is anonymous to anonymous and all that stuff. Like, just...
1: That is so um, beautiful.
0: Any, <laughs> huh? That's very beautiful. Yeah. 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 Hope is the man. But no, I feel like it really is like, you know, um, when, it's, when it's true and it's not with intention and it's not with um, expectation, you're not giving, expecting to receive, you know, even if, like, you know, people give and they're like, I know karma's going to treat me like, ah, you're already kind of fucking with the energy. I know,
1: it's so... Like, yeah, I'm so sick of all that <laughs> karma talk for that reason.
0: Yeah. yeah, man, it's like, you know, just giving from a place of almost unconsciousness in a lot of ways. And, like, that's the Tao thing, man. Like, she's, you know, the thing the Tao is good, the, the master is good to people that are good, and she's also good to people that aren't good. This is true goodness. and She trusts people that are trustworthy and that are not. There's a true trust. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I gave my energy from this place. The physics of this means that ultimately, a bunch of smoke and mirrors can happen, but ultimately I'm going to receive that energy back somewhere, shape, because that was what I gave out. It has to come back. Mm -hmm. Everything else in between is kind of a distraction or just a process, really. So, it's, you know, it really is, it's really just, Selflessly given with no expectation you know and then you you're allowing creation to flourish in ways that you yes. you don't know and then you and then you can be surprised you know like if you really just help somebody that you don't know or uh, you know different ways of, of, of helping life itself you know I don't know whatever you're doing whether you just you, you just help the an animal out that was trapped by a trap or something I don't know you know what I mean whatever it is whenever you help life out, and it's like it's genuine, you know. Like uh-huh. it really is all about your own sincerity. So as yes, like, long it as it's is. sincere and, you, and you're doing living, you know, doing that, then then you allow creation to flourish, and then you allow yourself the opportunity to be surprised. Because that's all anybody wants to do, anyway. They want to be surprised. Like uh-huh. once I reach this point of, you know, once I reach this point of, I've seen the world, I've been in these relationships, I've had these these uh, these vehicles, or I've, I've, you know, rode these planes and did these things in different places and, yeah. you know, it's like, at some point, you just want to be surprised because, you, you know, when when you were like in the process of it, you just were constantly getting surprised. Like, oh, this is what they got here? Yeah, oh, this totally. Is what first class, this is what first class is like? Yeah. Or oh, this is what a Benz is like? Or whatever it is, you know, yeah. whatever it is. But then, since it's fleeting, you're like, man, when's the next surprise? Like, when's the next surprise? Because it doesn't really fulfill. Yeah. You know, and like, so it's kind of like if you give in them gentle ways with no expectation, it's like you kind of investing in that surprise bucket. Like life kind of got to show up at some level. Like, you know. Yes. You put the ball in life's court.
1: That's nice. Yeah, I I guess I'll jump jump to this topic because you used putting in in a court even though it is, this does not have to do with death, even though everything has to do with death in some way. Um, the sports mentality, um, I, I like many people, I like I was telling you, I was a big Kobe fan. I grew up like the biggest Laker fan ever. Like I, w- I would cry when they lost. And like when they lost to the Celtics, I was just, it was probably like, one of the worst things that had happened to me in my life, even though it makes absolutely no sense, and I—that's yeah, how that's how it was with the Giants growing up. You yeah, know, I, I you know I always didn't
0: like the Eagles from Jersey. Uh
1: huh.
0: I didn't you know again, I didn't love winning. I just hated losing. You know, I hate losing to the Eagles. Like I would really get so mad that I'd be you know tearing up as a <laughs> yeah. kid because the Giants lost to the Eagles. Uh huh. You know, it's like. It's crazy. It's just the
1: conditioning, you know. It's it's the same thing. It's kind of like religion, you know. It really is religion. But, yeah, it is. And also attached to it, that whole idea of things being hard and driving and, like, the whole fight of sports. Like, that is such an internalized thing for me, even today. Like, to get pumped up by watching, like, you know. I'm not saying it's bad at all. Like, it's... That that sports are bad or something like that, but there's just that growing sense that it's it's it feeds part of that inner violence, that that sports mentality. Um, could could you talk about that a little bit more? Could you help me. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it it makes
0: it easier to be in the againstness mode. You know, to have to be yeah. in an adversity mode, but, you know, it, it doesn't really, you're always playing yourself, you know, and. and yes, you're
1: exactly. not
0: When you, yeah, when you, when you haven't trained the way you know you can, like mentally, your body, the, the mental and physical end of it, that is kind of like, kind of like you're hiding a lie. You know, yes. you go and compete, but if you haven't been shooting those jumpers, Yes. Like at some level, you just know, like, you yes. know that this person isn't better than you, but you just haven't, you don't deserve it. Yes. You know, and it's like, it's just the process, you know, and I think that like people really get caught up in like this person or that person or whatever, but it really is just like, it really is just you. You're always playing you. And it doesn't really matter if you, if you really perfected whatever it is you're doing, then you know, good things will come of it one way or another. It's, like, no way for you to lose, especially if you're coming from a place of, like, love, like, where you're, like, yo, I do this because, like, I'm naturally, like, inclined to do this. Like, it's just the sincerity in me and my body, like, and moving these ways. This is something that is just, like, breathing. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, when you're doing it, when when it's like that, and you, you, you really never, you take a loss, and you're never really on some, like, Oh, it was just better or whatever. Like, I mean, sometimes teams are better, but usually when you a competitor, you're usually going to be like, man, I really gave it to them, too. Like, they mm-hmm. took it, but I gave it to him. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean, it's like kind, mm-hmm. kind of the way it goes. Like, And so I think it's just, it's a more respect for the product. It gives you more respect for the process, too, because like, then you're like, man, this is what it feels like to be on this end. Mm-hmm. And I know what I got to do to be on that end. And, you know, Losers need winners. Winners need losers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, it's kind of like there's never any againstness, really. It's just all in your mind of, like, how you think things are supposed to be. You know what I mean? we're like, I don't know. Like, it just – it is it's deeply ingrained in people to be competitive and have a competitive nature because it's, like, this lack of success in the world, this projection of there's not enough success in the world. But. Mm-hmm you know, people doing a bunch of things that aren't in alignment with their value system or what they need to experience in this lifetime. Because, you know, maybe you are here to experience, uh, you know, if you, I don't know, a Weinstein, maybe you were here to experience that pedophilia and shit like that or whatever, sex traffic or whatever. Maybe you were here to experience that. Like, that was just really where your capacity was. And, like, that's what you were here for, you know? And it's kind of like... It comes with, you know, it comes that just comes with that energy. And I just, I feel like if you're trying to make moves based on, like, your concept of how things should play out or other people's ideals, then you're constantly just going to miss the things that are tailored to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good way of doing it. And I'm just going to go for mean, it. Sorry, go ahead
0: said so they got millions upon millions of us wanting to be that drastic or that yes. signing that scholarship. Yes. And it's like, you know, it, this many people can't care about a child's game this much, genuinely. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 filling a, it's some amazing. It's it, it, <laughs> filling some other gaps, but you genuinely can't care. Again, this is where death comes in, where like, you know, people... They engage in shit that doesn't grow them, and then somebody dies, and they're like, what the fuck was I doing, you know? Yes. And that's kind of where you can, you know, where you can really appreciate death, you know what I mean? In some ways, because you might have never woke up.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: If they didn't go to sleep.
1: Yeah, so what a... So, a gratitude, this... Like, what are some of the things that kill... Kill gratitude. Like, I feel like we talked about the angle of what helps bring about gratitude. But, like, I mean, gratitude is scarce as heck. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't say that. It's just the measuring and the expecting.
0: Like, you know, um, you could... You could be talking to somebody that you feel like, man, I really, they're never going to fucking get this shit, man. You know, like, but whatever. I'm going to just stay here, you know, keep supplying the energy when they ask me questions or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> provide the, the best insight I can provide.
1: You must feel like and that then, all you know, the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, pretty frequently. You know, so it's like, <laughs> it really is a challenge. It really is a challenge, you know, like, where it's like, okay, I know that this energy is going to come back. I just, it's my duty to keep the charge or the energy right, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel that. You know, yeah. if,
0: it's, if it's shitty energy, then, you know, I'll cut it short and then it doesn't really build. It's just shitty energy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if it's, if it's something that could really, you know, become something and really grow a person or whatever, and, like, you feel like maybe they'll re- reach somebody else or whatever, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's... It, it'll come back in some way or another. Like it might not come back in money. It might come back in the things that money was going to get you
1: mm-hmm.
0: or, you know, whatever, you know, or you might not have to spend money because you got something else and yeah, you went with a different plan because of the way that this way took you. So like it's just the expect, you know, as soon as you expect and measure like, okay, I talked to this person for this long, that should be, well, average person gets, $10.75 an hour minimum wage across the country. Yeah. So um, then I should get at least this because you know what I mean like it's
1: just as
0: soon as you start measuring and expecting it's like impossible to be grateful, yo. Yeah. Like it's just impossible. Yeah,
1: that's a good pointer to it. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I really feel like if you wake, if you wake up a bunch of people that are like totally unconscious like if you wake them up a little bit uh-huh <laughs> you know you probably you probably get like one person that breaks through and you're like man i'm glad i stuck with this just to meet this one person you know what i mean it's yes you yeah. probably you know it, it, always, it balances out tailored to you you know it doesn't balance out based on your idea of what should happen and based on what you need to happen you know what i mean and uh-huh. like if you can accept that then i feel like then you can just say it Grateful always because you're like, man, this is so must be what I needed because this is what's happening. Like, yes, you know. And if it if it's a bad thing, then it's preventing me from doing something even worse later if I acknowledge it.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So, let's see. Was there? Let me see if there's something else that I wanted to say um, about. The the Art of Dying, because like in that song that I sent you, The Art of Dying by George Harrison, he's of course coming at it from, a he was into all the Indian, Indian traditions and like the Hindu perspective, and he's someone who believes in reincarnation, probably just somewhat how it's taught. And um the way that I've been sort of thinking of The Art of Dying isn't necessarily at all like just about like when the time of death comes are you ready for death even though i'm sure that's a fascinating thing to be more aware of i've been i was mostly thinking about it in terms of just the flat out idea that in your life you can't you can't really be living as long as you're resistant to death and so yeah the art of dying like to me is it like in the song it says something like And as nothing in this life that I've been trying could equal or surpass the art of dying. Like I feel like this topic of um, feeling comfortable with death sort of like over, it like comes over and takes over all these areas of life that I've been like trying to struggle with internally, like find all these internal solutions, like grasp for all this knowledge, like try to figure out why this or that trauma happened or like struggling to get out of it but not being able to get out of it because I'm in this struggle mindset and like all of that is calmed and like put in its right place by the concept of like having having an awareness of a a non-fear of dying and I feel that just makes me feel like brings me closer to the whole concept of breath so much, of, of being able to connect to the inhale and the exhale and, and without fear, instead of feeling like I'm constantly <laughs> caught up with fear, so I never really get to get deeper. And yeah, so I'm just really like grateful for, for this topic of death in itself for how encompassing it is. Like, it feels really soothing, like healing. I don't know. Do you...
0: Yeah, I feel like you just can't... You're never really ready for things that you've never done before. And the things that you've done before, you genuinely, generally don't have to redo. So, like, it's just a funny thing, man. Like, how the not being ready... Creates, like a perfect vulnerability to where
1: yeah
0: you can you can be in the moment more and bring up bring things out of yourself that you never would have expected because again expectation is going to block so if you like all right I'm about to play this game and I'm about to do this and score as many points then like it's different than when you just like oh, you know I'm just go out here and see what happens and then like just mm-hmm. being fluid in your you know in your life like that yeah. That's what you I mean. You just go unconscious. You just go unconscious, and then the things happen, and you're like, "Wow, I, this is better than anything I could have expected." Yeah. So, like, you know, I feel like you can never really be ready, but um, you, know, you don't want to be. No. In a, in a lot of ways, like it's kind of like that's the. I guess that's what makes it like uh, compelling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to like, but you said. Some yeah, using vulnerability in that sense felt felt fitting. Yeah, Like if you're not,
0: if there's no vulnerability, then there's no creation. You know, when it's when it's all uh, secured or you know, there's this idea of security, it, it fucks with the creation. You know, like yes, if you give a per- if you give a person everything and they're just like. You know, they just have everything. It's just difficult for them to have that same kind of hunger that the person that don't have those things. Mm-hmm. And like, the, the, you know, it, it's just it, you're vulnerable either way. You know, you have these things, and now you're vulnerable because you can actually lose these things because you don't even know how to respect them. Yeah. Whereas the person that doesn't have the person that doesn't have, they're almost in a point of like forced to live in the moment because it's do or die every moment. So like it can they continually work through it because they stay in present and they're staying making the next move that they need to make. So it's like it's just it's 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 a perfect dance, you know, it's always like a perfect dance with that too, like a vulnerability. Like at some level you want some like get security but if there's no vulnerability then there's no fluidity and it's just rigid creation and it doesn't doesn't really blossom, it just it just makes copies, you know? It doesn't make a full-color wheel. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. bland copies until everything is
1: black and white. Yeah. Do we have that... What We have a society <laughs> of bland copies. It's part of the perfect dance, I guess, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean... It's just a bunch of people that they have just a misidentification. And that's really the main issue, you know, a deep misidentification of, like, what they are, who they are, you know, where they come from. Like, it's just a huge misidentification. So it's just, it's always going to lead to people limiting themselves because they're like, oh, I got this anger problem. Oh, I got this depression problem. Oh, I got you know whatever it is like mm-hmm. it's just like never-ending limitations like with, when you're identifying with these concepts you know and whether they've been thrown on you by your family or whatever it's just it's just constant man like it's just you really looking at you look at people and you're like man you could be this or you could be that but your identification is in another place and you just you're just not seeing what I'm seeing here and Mm-hmm. You, you would have to, like, climb that mountain in order to really see, you know, this potential that's inside you, but, it, you know, most people, they think that it's, like, some deep, fearful thing that they need to be afraid of, but they need to be more afraid of not realizing themselves, because, you know, a lot of people uh, invest a lot of time in ignoring and distraction and things like that, and... It really is like, you know, it, it's just, it, it, it brings that, again, it's that sense of control. It brings that, uh, that demise, man. It brings that, their, their rapid deterioration. Because they're operating from a place that is limited. So it's, it's always going to be, it's always going to be like, um, uh, I gotta make my ends justify my means, and I gotta do. You know, it's always gotta be like that. Like it's always, got, it's always gonna be uh, a conquering situation as opposed to like accepting. You know, and, and so it's like everything on the other side of anything that you go through is, is you, is you, and the more, a more, a more realized you. That's what's on the other side of anything you go through. So people are afraid of that. That's the crazy.
1: What do you mean they're afraid
0: of that? Like they're afraid of a more realized them. Like, like, you know, if you go through a certain experience, if you were to go do yoga every day and do a half hour breath work before bed and after, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and and after you wake up, then it would bring about a different perspective. And then you, you would be more yourself, you know, you'd be more realized
1: Yeah.
0: and you would never be able to go back. And it's like this fear. You know, it's a, it's a deep fear of, like, something that will actually, you know. Um, Do you have that fear? It's really the most it's the most gentle thing. Yeah, it's tough to be, to go back to that place of being that gentle, you know what I mean? Being that gentle with yourself, like, like creation is. Like, creation is a really gentle thing. It's really, you know, it starts off really small, you know, whether you want to break it down, uh, a sperm and egg. And, like, the balance of things, like, you know, the woman generally has to have three consecutive cycles that are on time and then, you know, just the certain, the delicacy of things and, like, it just as far, you know, as far as creation is concerned, like, what you gotta return to, to observe yourself or to observe creation from that place of of contentment or, you know, from that place of enlightenment or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a deep level of softness that like most people, it just goes against their idea of themselves because that softness feels like, uh, the vulnerability brings pain
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a lot of people did get hurt when it was vulnerable, but they just never got over it, you know? And so it's, uh, it's sad to see, but if they can get over it, then they're twice as strong. So it's, yeah. I'm
1: giving a curse, really. Thank you for reminding me about the, the softness. Um, like, I, I was able to feel it a little bit. Like, yeah, what you would be going to, what you do go to, when you're a more realized version of yourself. Yeah. It's crazy how identified you get with the with the atre- adrenal-fatigued, <laughs> the traumatized version of you. Um
0: yeah the stressed out version
1: yeah Yeah, the stressed out version and for some reason there's a fear of not being stressed out which yeah that seems like some weird root of it like why would people not be doing things that are um, that are bringing them back to their health like
0: man you you don't understand how many times I've tried to do breath sessions with people and like they're so self conscious even just about doing the sounds and stuff and like, I'm like, man, I have my eyes closed. I'm not watching you. I can just hear you over there opening your eyes and fidgeting. Like, I know I've done this enough times to tell, like, yes, you've opened your eyes and you broke it. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's just funny how much people are just so self conscious, like, about like nothing though. Like, it's like their own idea of themselves that like they get disturbed by. Like, if it doesn't behave in accord with this idea, my body doesn't behave in accord with this idea, then that means. I've lost value or I'm not strong or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah. it's just crazy, man. Like if you, you see people, grown people afraid to just close their eyes in darkness and make, and, and, and ventilate some sounds that vibrate the endocrine system. And like, it's just, <laughs> it's amazing. You know, people are extremely traumatized. So I can, I guess I just got to have compassion, but it's that's kind of like, the depths of the self-consciousness. You know, people are constantly in the idea of themselves. They're not really living from first person. Mm -hmm. And, like, the phones really don't help. No. The
1: technology altogether. But...
0: Really don't help.
1: But, yeah. So, I guess before we hang up, I would like to touch on... The concept of what it means to see the one grand dream as you put it because there's once once again like society's absolutely full of a zillion concepts about dreams and your own personal dreams and chasing your dreams and developing your dreams but there's a completely different like concept or feeling of what what a dream is when you're in you're in the real like first person perspective like it's it's you know it's not about your your personal dream anymore in that way and could you talk a little bit more about the quality of like what the the one true dream is
0: it it just brings you back to that that commonality of all life it brings you back to that common ground that everything shares um it's a place or a not place, I guess you could say. It's however you want to look at it. It's, you know, it's, it's a space where no space exists. Cause in space, you have separation. You know what I mean? And a space where there's no space, <laughs> it sounds paradoxical, but it's just complete oneness and complete con, you know, everybody or all being, all life itself is in this common ground, you know, and, and everybody and everything has a common ground like a uh, something that is a commonality that 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 is shared mm-hmm. that, that can bring it you know, brings everything back to one to the oneness mm-hmm. so like the grand dream is pretty much like this template of life that um, is forever being expressed and all of life is, is a copy of this because there's only one perfect man, just like it's only one consciousness. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no separation. There's only one perfect. You know, every expression of perfect is an extension of that one.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: If you, um, if you, if, you know, if you're in this, in this place where it, it's that, it's so basic. It's so pure because it's so basic. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. just a place that, unadulterated and it's it's desireless because there's no space. There's only oneness. There's no seeking. It's just, it's just observation of the oneness. And you're just meeting at that common ground, you know, from your perspective, uh, from whatever body that you're viewing life from It's and you can look at it like there's the common cell in everybody that is, this is like a meeting room that everybody and everything returns to mm-hmm. and you can you know you can experience the oneness through this piece of you or this non piece of you and it's it's just a it's the perfect template you know it's just perfection it's just a complete template of the way life proceeds and mm-hmm. all of life is just a reflection of that perfect template and it's like it's such a basic thing. It's such a simple thing that it's so difficult to explain.
1: Yeah.
0: That gets it, just so, it's ineffable in a lot of ways because it's so perfect that it's like all the bases are covered, so I can't really, you know, it's like if you were to, if you were pointing at a color wheel or something, and you're like, it's really, you know, magnificent over here or whatever, and you describe it. But then there's another color on the other side is magnificent. It's just like there's no taking away from anything. Yeah, you know, that like non
1: piece when you said not that non piece of you, but I don't know, that that touched it a a bit, I thought. Or at least. Yeah, because there's no yeah.
0: yeah. You're living from a place that doesn't create opinion and doesn't create value. Because you need separation for value. You know what I mean? Like to say this is greater than this, so there's a part of you that is always at one with everything. And like, when you go into, if your consciousness is focused on that part or not part, then you experience a life without opinion, a life without value, a life without, um, you know, I guess general objection. It's just pretty much just <laughs> receiving and accepting and, you know, and pretty much all, just all, you know, like, I feel like when you create from that place, like, because if you're viewing life, you're kind of creating it at the same time. So if you're in complete awe like that, it just furthers that expression, you know, or the per- perception or reception of that oneness or that not place, however you want to look at it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, it made, it reminded me of a point in my life when I felt like I saw, yeah, that not place. Very intensely, but I get it in this more. Um, like, yeah, the the ever-present place to to, re- to ac- access or not access, but recognize. And
0: it's like it's like you're always there, really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are. It's it makes me it made me think of the whole idea, not the idea, but that like talking that I'm talking to myself. In you, like that, I like yeah. feel grateful for talking to your own cell in someone else. It's it's funny.
0: Yeah, like you know, that's that's who you that's the the common ground that you communicate through and everything. Right? Everybody got a either a mutual or a direct common ground. I feel like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's cool the idea of the common ground with everything. So I
0: feel like that that's what that's what um the common ground is like, you know, everything returning to its source in a lot of ways. And so that's the thing. Like I was saying today, man, like the good is the fuel of the evil. E- evil is parasitic, you know, it, it has to eat itself, it eats its own, it eats, it has to live off the good. You know, evil eats eats away at its own goodness, and then eats away at the goodness around it. So since the goodness is the fuel, once the evil has reached a point where it's dominating the goodness, then it no longer has fuel. You know? Um, so
1: it's like, that's a sad, a little bit of a sad concept. <laughs> I mean, no, I it, know it's not. It but no I'm... longer
0: has fuel. It's like that's when... It's kind of the same thing, like I was saying, like, when you get everything in order, then it's beginning to get out of order. It's like, the evil...
1: Yeah, it, like, it starts, doesn't have anything else to eat, so it's just, like, stops.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, and then it, it, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like, it's kind of like, you know, because it has to return to that common source. It's an extension of that of that good. It was living off, it, it's own, it ate on its own good and other good, so... It it can't win because it's like it ate it ate away its own leg, so it's kind of like same thing. Return.
1: But good doesn't that eat that commonality. Sorry, I interrupted.
0: No, you you good, you good.
1: I was just gonna say about so good doesn't eat. Do you think of good as eating evil, <laughs> or in the same way, or is it different?
0: I think, uh, when it comes to like, uh, credit, it's like there's a, there's one source of credit, you know, and as soon as you start trying to take credit instead of giving credit, then you become evil. It's like Uh there's one creditor, the the creator is the one creditor and all the people that give credit Uh to that which gives it credit, you know, to the, to the source that gives them credit, you know, and credibility then those people are perpetuating uh wholesomeness and oneness. But the people that say, you know, I did this, this is mine, you know, and this is a product of me and not what comes through me. That's that's kinda like
1: yeah, that's you know where a it bad begins. Feeling. That's
0: kinda where it begins Then, Yeah. The evil is gonna eat away at its own first and then it gets it just gets more hungry as it eats itself. And then it starts trying to eat you know, external expressions of good. And um, if it gets to a point of, you know, where it's, it's controlling the power, it's just like it, it ate itself too much to now where it can't even perpetuate. It's just the power has to get relieved, go back to the good, and it's just expansion and contraction, it seems like, you know, like just like the breath.
1: Are you talking about that in terms of, like, um leaders or whatever you know like or what what context were you thinking about i'm
0: like like anything you know whether it be a nation that just overwhelmed by greed or whatever it is like yeah. as soon as that reaches its precipice as soon as it reaches its
1: peak yeah then,
0: and and they're totally eating away at the good and the good is you know just totally submitting then you're, it's already the beginning of the end for the evil because uh-huh. it doesn't it ate away it ate away it supports us because yeah, without good mean. it can't yeah it needs the good to feed off of it needs that hmm. because once everything becomes evil then it all eats itself
1: <laughs> yeah you know what I mean yeah it's, it feels just like that like that that sensation of being of it eating itself inside you like that if you're taking credit or whatever other version of evil it may be um yeah
0: it's yeah, just creating that separation you know what i mean like just whoever's creating separation is is engaging in it you know it's cheesy as it might sound you know it's like oh i give all glory to god or i give all all the credit to god and, it's the reality, man. I mean, kind of like, like in the Tao, it says it in Tao Te Ching is like, uh, you know, every, you know, when when the master, uh, when when the master governs, people are hardly aware he exists. And then when people achieve the things that they want to achieve, then they give no credit, you know, because mm-hmm. the master is the master so subtle and so productive that you know people people miss it, you know, and, um, it's just, it's just funny, man, because you see it all the time, man. You see anybody that is taking the credit or creating separation, they all get killed or imprisoned, or they have smear campaigns about them, you know, whenever you create separation, it's just, like, putting a target on your back.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, it's amazing how, like, um, Yeah, how obvious that that manifests itself. Um, Yeah, and I feel like the back to the the death thing that the time when I the times I mean this goes without saying but the times I feel the least balanced in terms of my relationship to death are when I've isolated myself in this like fighting for myself and I have to create a bunch of Um, value out of myself like when I'm when I'm stuck in that I'm like miles away from the sense of obviously of everyone of there being one one being and death being just something that feels at home with me it's like impossible to feel like that so yeah we'll see how how that goes but yeah I, we've been going for quite a long time, which has been very nice. Do you have anything else that you want to add about about death?
0: No, uh, just uh, people just should appreciate people while they can and appreciate things while they can. That's really about it.
1: Yes, that is it. That's the. I can cut that part out and put it at the beginning too. <laughs> <laughs> Work. I think that's the Work. only part that we need to make, have people hear. <laughs> like they don't avoid yeah, don't avoid yeah. that
0: <laughs> yeah that's the <a> synopsis
1: <laughs> yeah yeah cool so all
0: right then my uh yeah I guess just hit me with that whenever you're ready
1: I will. <laughs>